Hey, you. Are you taking regular breaks? Of course you are, because people like us do things like this. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the People Like Us Do Things Like This podcast. It's a weekly exploration of the themes, ideas, mindsets and behaviours that connect people like us. I'm your host, Neil Humphrey, and today's episode is People Like Us Take Breaks. Ah, yes, I suppose you could call that little jazz break, I suppose, but... uh, Seriously, um, today's episode was inspired by my holiday that I took last week. Um, If you listened uh, to last week's episode, I might have mentioned that uh, I was up in Scotland for the week visiting the family. And funnily enough, um, (laughs) it's quite ironic, really, that I was actually taking a break from the heat and the sun um, to go somewhere slightly cooler and a bit greyer. Uh, in the form of a trip to Scotland. Um, took a road trip up there um, with my children. Um, basically, it, you, you can do it in a one if you've got a co-pilot, uh, but it was just me, so I broke it up with um, two stretches of driving, um, quick overnight stop um, in, a, in a Premier Inn, and then carried on going. And if you've ever re- travelled on the motorways in the UK, you will be familiar with the matrix signs that give information across the roads. And every now and again, the big sign says tiredness can kill, take a break. And that's that's kind of what inspired today's episode because obviously I've driven, I've driven back down south now. Um, and I was looking at these, I, I look at these and, and I think about, it, it just reminds me about the whole thing about the importance of taking a break. Um, both in terms of obviously tiredness can kill in the context of of driving, um, but also in the context of business and and life. Sometimes you need to take a break, step back because it can kill. I mean, tiredness can kill your business, or you know, or, or if you're driving along, if you fall asleep, you could end up killing yourself, your passengers, or other people. So let's let's unpack that a little. Now, I decided to take a take a few days away um and and we do that when we go on holiday we want to recharge recuperate take a take a step back from the day to day um obviously when you work for yourself um if you have a business where you are the business that means that the business has to go on hold whilst you go away or you you bring it with you you bring some business with you bring some work with you and you never really switch off and and this last week was a little bit of a little bit of both um i wanted to give children a bit of a change of scene i wanted my grandparents to see the children or their grandparents to see the grandchildren and and vice versa spend some time with each other and also for me just to take a step back from it um again just to to get some home cooked food and also the important thing for me was just to get some sleep um because i think that i'm well i am one of a one of a perhaps a growing number of people who do believe in sleep um i think that sleep's had a bad rap and it's it's become stigmatized and it was reading i think it's charles duhigg's book um 
Maximum Power of Habit, and there was a really interesting uh, chapter on sleep. And it basically said that there's a, there's a real there's a real stigma in society around how sleep is equated with laziness, and all these people who are high profile entrepreneurs or world leaders in some cases. I remember Margaret Thatcher used to say she could get by on four or five hours of sleep, and uh, certain people espouse that notion notion of the side hustle that you have to be hustling constantly and that we've all got the same 1440 minutes um and we as as everybody has the same number of minutes in our day so why are some people more successful than others and one thought on that is that they <laughs> they just work all the hours available to them but you see the thing is that it is well documented and there's scientific proof that states that if you don't get enough sleep and you're operating without enough sleep, you're sleep deprived. Certain circumstances, it is just as bad as being drunk. Um, there is a study I read recently that said that um, even if you are overtired by a small amount, it is the equivalent of an increase in your blood alcohol content. Um, just, uh, trying to remember where it was that I I just picked that little fact up to give you the details. Um, and the fact that when you're, when you're tired, you can't make good quality decisions. Here we are. Um, after being awake for just 17 hours, you begin to operate as if you have a blood alcohol content of 0.505%. If you end up staying up until 28 hours, it's like having a blood alcohol content of 1%, 0.1%, which is above the legal limit for drink driving in most places. So um, interesting little factoid that in America, most traffic accidents happen the day when the clocks move forward. Essentially, by this loss of this one hour of sleep increases the number of traffic accidents by 17%. So there's a there's a little kind of a, a little factlet to start you off with, but there is uh, there's this notion that if you if you work um, and you work for yourself, you have to be working all the time, hustle, grind, twenty four seven, and let's be honest, what happens is that you burn out, and having having left having worked in the kind of small business arena for for a number of years, I've met. A number of people who've come out of the corporate, come out of corporate, come out of uh, high-powered, high-pressured jobs to work in in a grassroots, simpler way, because they they burnt out. They had yes, they had holidays um, um, where they could go away and go skiing in Samaritz or uh, spend the summers in uh, Bali or wherever. But that was the that was the um, that was the carrot, if you like, for the um, being at the beck and call of your your superiors, and the fact that people are constantly having to check their phones and respond to messages day and night, and feel that they are at the beck and call of their employers, and it, it takes its toll. 
And I think that we've got into the situation where this this notion of being available all the time is is taken quite literally. And there's an expectation that if an email pops up in your inbox, you have to respond to it straight away. But what happens is when you've got your head down working, 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 you and you don't take a break and don't step back and get your head out of the dirt, sometimes you can either kind of lose direction or you, as I said earlier, you you make poor decisions. Um, and so I think that I think that we really, really need to reclaim sleep. Um, I read a, in, in, a, in the Doohig book, I was saying, um, an example of uh, a high-powered executive who, come the weekend, they people people imagined that uh, she was quite active, quite physical, um, quite demanding, high, high-powered. Um, they imagined she would spend her weekends hiking or going off and doing extreme sports. But no, she would literally like sleep all weekend um because it's a bit like it was like a, with our mobile phones uh, <laughs> ironically which is the cause of a lot of distraction but you sometimes do need to let it drain and then recharge it from empty to full in order for it to be running at peak performance now i'm a big fan of the notion of when you're hot you're hot and when you're not you're not and so when you work for yourself and you have an opportunity to choose effectively when to work, um, you aren't constrained to the traditional kind of Monday to Friday, nine to five working hours. You're not being forced into a little space in which to do work, which means that when you're in the zone or when I'm in the zone, I can certainly hammer through right into the night and sometimes the exact opposite. I just don't feel it at all but it kind of evens it out over time um and just kind of looking again at this concept of of undersleeping the the prefrontal cortex which is the part of the brain that regulates long-term thinking um it does get severely inhibited if you kind of undersleep if you undersleep um a bit like being drunk or sleep deprived um these these negative states as it were by effectively undersleeping, if you think that this notion of kind of I'm just going to power on through and force myself through it, but by not sleeping properly, we lose this ability to push ourselves through that work that we have to do, and we end up being less productive. So the thing is, we do need between seven and eight hours of sleep to function properly. And even if you think that you could get by with less than six in order to do the work, you kind of got it wrong because you might, you know, you might get a little bit more time to do the work in, but you become less able to focus and then therefore less productive. Now I call BS on the people who say that they can get by on a shorter amount of sleep. Um, because you're effectively lying to yourself, kids. Um, if you're in a constant state of sleep deprivation, um, you'll forget what it is like to be re, well rested and 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 you forget you just don't know what it's like to be um well rested if you never have that situation you just get used to it and and i'm sure that there are plenty of people out there who will say it's the same same with alcohol and if you've given up alcohol how well you sleep and how much brighter you feel but 
you try to say to that somebody who really likes their their wine. So the thing is that we also um, have this kind of confirmation bias that says, you know, oh, I'm doing it the right way. And so sometimes we just need to find out for ourselves what it's like. Now, there are a few ways and things that you can do. I think there are a few things you can do to ensure you get a good night's sleep, such as sleeping in in, in darkness, um, so things like blackout blinds, um, having a bedroom that is free from distractions that you just use for sleeping, so having no TV, having no devices, um, using uh, basically having a bedroom that is just for bed so that your your brain knows that when it goes into that room that is what you're you're there for sleeping um also the 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 sort of sleeping in silence or or at the very least having a bit of white noise in the background that helps you to uh, helps you to get to sleep rather than a noisy space and also having a having a bit of a routine so that you can basically help your brain to kind of get into that state of going to sleep. Um, now, this is one thing that, that I know that I'm guilty of, so I'm not sort of saying it's a holier than thou thing, a holier than thou thing, not preaching. But this is one thing that I have become more aware of is I have, like I'm a lot of you I'm supposing or presuming, I have got to the stage where everything is on my mobile. And so I check emails, I check social feeds, I find directions, I see what the weather's going to be like. Um, and I also use it as an alarm clock to wake me up in the morning. And actually having that by your bed at night, it is a temptation. And although it's not f not fully scientifically accepted i don't believe it's not full on fact but the blue light from the phone's um screen does mess with your sleep um so one of the things that that i'm going to kind of try and do going forwards is to keep my phone out of the bedroom um and get back into that habit of of creating a, a routine because what I find is like when I said I did sleep, I found myself sleeping in. So I will go to bed later, but sleep through the morning. Um, now, a lot of people will sort of say, oh, the five o'clock club. Again, that's that's a bit bollocks because the five o'clock, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've woke up at five o'clock. Aren't I great? You know, in order to be able to get up at that time, you still have, you probably end up having to go to, go to bed at lunchtime, to be honest. But um Yes, there is benefits to waking up earlier, but uh, I think that getting up for four or five o'clock is just not for me. Um, I'm a kind of I have I've had times when if I have to in the morning, I can get up really early, go networking, um, have some coffee and be bright eyed and bushy tailed. If I've got something to get up for, if I don't have something to get up for, I could just quite happily just sleep. And I guess that's the thing I've been I've been listening to my body and saying, you know, what is what is it you want? It's just like just want to sleep, do nothing. And in that time, it's been it's actually the act of relaxing and sleeping and, and letting the mind become calm. It's it's allowed me to think more clearly about bigger challenges, um, increase my enthusiasm for the work that I've been doing, and just be a better person. <laughs> so if you haven't done so already, um, take a break. You know, and it doesn't have to be a massive break because, like, it can be micro breaks. Just step away because 
the act of stepping away from whatever it is that's distressing you or having to focus on, it will always be there for you to come back to um, with a clearer head. Not always. It's like, don't leave something really important for, for months just because I said so. Anyway, I'm going to wind up there. Um, hello, if um, I can't remember what I said this in the introduction. Um, I'm really excited that we're, we're part of the, the You Are The Media Network. So hello, if you've discovered this podcast through the You Are The Media weekly email. Um, if you haven't come across Mark Masters and the You Are The Media family you can check it out theidgroup.co.uk tell them i sent you but that's it for this week and i will be in your ears very soon bye for now this podcast is part of the you of the media network